Miley. We need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. My name is Miley. I'm so happy you are joining us today. And who is also in the studio with us today? It is me, Mandy. It is I, Mandy. Lady I'm, Amanda. I have to admit to you, <laughs> since you talked to me about Bridgerton the other day, I started rewatching the first season. Oh <laughs> Wait, okay. So between the two seasons, yeah. television wise, don't, I know you've books, read all the books. Yeah. So just the season one and season two, which one is, is it fair to compare? Ooh, that mm. sounds like a great segment. Like a, it does. Like we is it should fair start to doing so. Yeah, we should start doing something. Like, is it fair to compare and then like compare? Two I'll be things. like bananas and plantains. <laughs> go <laughs> with uh, Bridgerton. I don't. They're both really good. I think I talked about this before because we've been, I've been obsessed. I shouldn't lump you into me. You can lump me into it. I'm I, not as obsessed. You enjoy but it. I, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I've watched it seven, eight, nine, ten yes. times. I've only watched it three. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> I've, I've lost count after six run-throughs. <laughs> Um, but like sometimes I'll just pop up an episode and just like watch one and you know I don't know sometimes I want to watch a steamy episode of Bridgerton Mm, steamy yeah Ooh, yes Bridgerton season one is more sexy and I posted something in my Instagram story today that I believe is the reason why and it is because reggae Jean Page is is one of in the season two oh is officially the most beautiful man scientifically speaking Ah. so some doctor took the greek the greeks have this standard for beauty Mm. and it has to do with like symmetry in your face and the shape Mm -hmm. of everything and how everything lays out proportionally against the other things he hits like 94 point something percent with all of his features combined chris hemsworth is right below him wow by the greek standards of beauty so it's official reggae jean page (laughs) I put it in my Instagram so you know it's true. But I think he, I think, honestly, I think his dedication to the craft and his character Mm. really made season one so good. I wasn't expecting that thorough of a scientific answer, but. You're welcome. I love it. Yes, I was going to say thank you. I'm a little bit of a movie TV nerd. I love it. I love it. I like knowing a little bit about how the sausage Mm. is made, which is why I listen to like Hollywood type of podcasts. I was going to say how the tofu is made. Yes. No one says that, though. (laughs) People would just pause and be like, I don't know what the fuck she just said. I I, would have gotten it. I would have. I would have totally gotten excited. We did a lot of that in this first season was, uh, yeah, the protein is the tofu. I've been eating so much tofu lately. Yeah. Yeah. I had a whole bowl of tofu the other day. Yeah. I I made sushi Mm -hmm. this week tofu and veggies Mm -hmm. and then I just nibbled on extra tofu (laughs) after I ate that then I had leftover ramen the ramen I had yesterday was Shireen I went out and met her uh the leftover the ramen had tofu and then the leftover ramen I took and dumped in the leftover tofu Mm. that I had left over from sushi so yeah I'm eating a lot of tofu I like it it's one of my favorites though so good yes it is um what about you, ma'am? I. Are you flying? Ish. No, you're leaving town. 
I am leaving town. I am going to Pennsylvania. When everyone is That's listening silly. to this Seems episode, <laughs> when everyone is listening to this episode, I actually will have gotten back from Pennsylvania. So we will see. Oh, wow. Yeah. I actually told them that I was not interested in oh. interviewing and they wanted to invite me anyways to right. look at everything. And I got my itinerary yesterday and I have, they have a whole ass itinerary meetings <laughs> with 15 different people. And I'm going to see not just a tour of their dental clinic, but also a tour of their entire campus. And I get to meet with all these people that are both really big names at the dental school and at the university. So like it, it sounds like an unofficial interview, which is not what I... <laughs> I mean, what else would you be going there for? Like they're going to fly your happy ass all the way across the country to just hang out? I told them I was very upfront that I am not at a place in my life to and this isn't their first rodeo <laughs> so they're reading between the lines no there they're are like, no lines there are no winks. <laughs> they're no winking winks at you they're no, like got no it lines, no winks. there's nothing <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just like okay uh, wink wink yeah <laughs> yes no. no interview understood <laughs> however you'll be meeting with everyone um who is in any leadership just, capacity here so see you soon yeah well, so the whole thing just well, reminds me a little bit busy. about... Yes, it is. Yes. It kind of makes me wonder a little bit about our episode that we're going to be talking about. Because in my head, I'm thinking, why am I seeing all of these bigwigs? Well, because you're just a bigwig, like, exactly. dummy. It's like, for me, I'm just like, I'm just a small <laughs> peon. I uh, like, I, I, is that peon? Pion? P peon. Peon, peon. Yeah. So, but you're not. But I kind of am like you. What, wait, what is it called when we have imposter syndrome? Do you have mm, imposter syndrome about your own job? Mm, uh, I mean, like the other day on the phone, you were like, I have been doing the job of three people for a year and a half. God damn it. I was. <laughs> and so, like, like there it, are moments where I'm like, like, OK, here in this world, in this little pond that we have. Yes. Like I know what I'm doing. I have the confidence. I have the skills. I'm I. I get stuff done. Do you just not see that that is but transferable then... <laughs> to like they could drop you in anywhere and you would be just as successful? Yeah, but this is the University of so, so that's why I'm just a little I'm like, are, are you like because this is like a big university versus our pri small private school? Like you think that they're maybe, somehow or maybe it's just like all my experiences here in Arizona. Like I don't mm -hmm. really have a diversity like not true. Really you travel much... all over the country for conferences. Yeah. All, uh, other countries for conferences, mission trips around the world. You have a ton of experience and like a huge network. Like if I ever came across a dentist on a dating app, I'm like, Miley, do you know this guy? <laughs> what do you know about him? Uh, I'm like running a background check through you because you know, like all the dentists in the world. Kind of like I'll be like, what do you know? Find out what you know. If you don't know anything, <laughs> talk to some people and find out. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess Is this guy dentist, married? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you. Most people on dating apps first, are married. Yeah. First question. And it's so sad that it's our, the first question you got to ask yourself from now on. Like for me, I'm just like, first qualifier. Are you married? Are you really single? Well, yeah. I mean, personally, my most recent experience with the person who lived with me was on dating apps and not single. Exactly. So, so and then I'm a part of like some women's groups now, which I don't want to talk about too publicly, but there are groups online. Mm -hmm. And anyways, we share a lot of information in those groups. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's just the majority of 
men people are finding on here are it's I shouldn't say majority, but there are there is a bunch shocking percentage of men on dating apps yeah. who are not single and are not honest about it. You would think, though. Well, actually, you're right. Like there are female groups that are talking because in my head, I was like, wouldn't word spread around like don't people know that you're not single and if they see you on this app it gets back to the person that you're oh yeah together with this is what we all talk about <laughs> so i just it's like hey does anyone know this guy and yeah. they're like yeah i've been dating him since last may and they're like oh, oh fuck <laughs> serious like every day wow uh, it just makes me more discouraged <laughs> i have yeah i um and I actually you won't find brave. me on dating apps 2023 was gonna be my year well where i was gonna be brave and go back into the dating scene now is it <laughs> <laughs> do i you know we talked a lot about this in i think season one because we talked a lot about our profiles and how to build something yeah. that's attractive and will attract the right types of people and how to kind of suss out shitty people and there's so many guys out there who just build terrible terrible dating pages and if they're building that bad of a profile on their dating app they're probably not that into it you know what I mean like mm -hmm. they're probably like my ex who uses women for entertainment yeah. women are something to be obtained and then entertain him yeah just to make like to keep his attention because apparently mm -hmm. he can't he can't sit through he can't even work at his job all day without being yeah. on dating apps and having to text message a handful mm -hmm. of women all day long with literal nothing this is one of the signs actually of like narcissism and uh sociopath mm -hmm. like these personality yeah. types that we'll talk about today because it's a lot of superficial yeah. low level interactions so, yeah. so it, maybe anyways. we'll postpone yeah so uh pennsylvania heading there where it is super 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 cold not the kind of weather a girl like me <laughs> should ever go to and so i'm gonna put my big girl pants on and try something new and you never know maybe i will love it yeah maybe you'll love the snow is and it snowy there yeah there's snow. but then if not if there's no snow i'm too afraid to look at the weather forecast but i really should if there's no snow in pennsylvania i will definitely see snow the following week when i'm in south dakota ew mm -hmm. oh yeah that's the mission Yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. super excited about going on the dental mission trip. Mm -hmm. I'm not super excited about the four feet of snow that is there right now. Can it be any worse than Alaska? Six feet of snow, you're right. And this time <laughs> I will be better prepared. I mean, in I will Venati, actually have clothes. Yeah, that. we were in Venati, <laughs> which is in the Arctic Circle. Yes. I mean, most people aren't going to know where Venati is. Venati yeah. is inside the Arctic yeah. Circle in Alaska in May, which you would think is far enough along in the year. Yes, but, but like, no. They get a, a fair amount of sunlight at that time of year. It was zero degrees for the high. Yes. <laughs> the high is, I think, nine okay. in South Dakota. So better than Alaska. Wave. You know, I'm super excited to go because I'm going to be taking some residents and some students. And oh, cool. It's really great. From, from ATSU? Mm -hmm. Nice. And so, and oh my gosh, I've worked so hard to put everything together. I bet. And I'm not afraid to say I this time around because even our department <laughs> chair came up to me yesterday. She goes... I recognize that I said yes to this project and then you ended up doing all the work. And I was like, okay, thanks for acknowledging that. Because <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. And that's South Dakota. And I won't be able to fly very much the next two weeks. I will just be focused on studying for my orals. My instructor says that it's very helpful. Maybe. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 
that I might be able to do my check ride in February. Cool. We'll see. If I buckle down, hunker down. Are you going to have time to study. study and look over things while you're away? Maybe. I mean, yeah. I have the flight. If I can stay awake during the flight. Sometimes I like to sleep on flights. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have some downtime at nighttime in the mm-hmm. evening time because I don't have any other plans and I didn't schedule any other meetings. You can give yourself like an hour of yeah. reading to do mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. calm down to. from the day. Mm-hmm. And then while I'm in South Dakota, there's nothing to do in South Dakota. So <laughs> uh, I'm, I told the residents and students to come up with some activities for them to do at nighttime and I will be studying. <laughs> Where are y'all staying? We're staying in this mobile home that's like across the street from the dental clinic. Oh, okay. Yeah, so is this really, really, really rural? Like our oh, Alaska yes, experience? Oh, yes, exactly. Okay. It's very rural. And uh, the nearest grocery store is like 20 miles away, but it doesn't even have fresh fruits and vegetables. When we land in Rapid City, we'll have to go to a grocery store, get fresh fruits and vegetables, and then put it in a cooler and drive three and a half miles south. It's lucky that you have all the experience from Alaska and know how to do this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did that. Remember when we got to Alaska, we bought like fifteen hundred dollars and we had to fly the food from wherever we landed Anchorage uh, into Fort Yukon and then again in the smaller planes up to Vinatai. Yeah, sometimes I am so sad that I have such a bad memory. There's only specks of you can reach out to me. You know, I worked on that whole project and put a lot of it together. I should have. You're like, what else do we need? Am I forgetting anything? I'm sure I have forgotten a lot of things. <laughs> we'll have to go through things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember anything like very much. I remember us waking up in the middle of the night and I fell in a lot of snow because we were trying to look at the uh, Aurora lights. Aurora Borealis. Yes. And I remember riding on a ski thingy. A ski... It's a snowmobile. Oh, yeah, that one. A... <laughs> <laughs> a snowmobile and not having the appropriate clothing for it. Oh my gosh. I remember I was, y'all were like off riding around on, like they were taking turns yes. with the group. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if there are snowmobiles in South Dakota. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I should ask. We're going to do a sweat lodge. Oh, cool. It's uh, the Sioux tribe that we're helping. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah, I should really have Tell included my people I you. Say hello. I was going to say, these are your people. <laughs> they should have really included you in this. I mean, it's not and my you tribe. You would have but... been part of the whole planning if you... We're still working. I'm sure I would have been oh, roped yeah. into that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I would have been having to neglect everything else <laughs> yes, exactly. supposed to be doing to work on yes, all this. Yes. They're like, uh, by the way, we're going to do it in three weeks. <laughs> okay. Is that what happened to you? Uh, I don't remember. You know, the it first familiar. I think you said that before. Well, I have the first time I tried to plan Alaska. They wanted me to go, but I was hourly mm. and uh, the school wouldn't allow it because basically every hour you're gone, you have to be paid. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were like, no. no. So then the next like it got canceled because something happened and it oh. got canceled. And then when we rescheduled it, I was no longer hourly. So oh. then I got and then I was on that trip. Yeah. I so then trip. I went on that one. Well, I remember you on that trip. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Millard. Yeah, and I was like bouncing back and forth between different clinics and I was doing because we were were. split up in one of the cities. Mm -hmm. The group was split. I was like, I have to drive over there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. And then I had to drive everyone to the hot springs. I have to drive. (sighs) Dr. Perry says I have to drive. I don't know if this is a safe option. Well, do you want a student to drive? It's probably better than me. <laughs> that you'll yeah, be so good. So I'm super excited. It's going to be a great trip and everything is falling into place. Great. I yeah. love that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you have any narcissists on board? 
No, I was very, I mean, I sure hope not. No, <laughs> no covert narcissists that. As I w- I've been listening to a lot of content about narcissists recently and narcissistic behaviors and narcissists in relationships and family and um, kind of how to spot the signs. And that's what we're going to talk yeah. about today. Well, why don't we just. Uh... Well, I-, I was just thinking it made me think like when I get to a place where I'm interviewing people mm-hmm. either for a job oh. or like when it gets to the point where I want to date again, mm-hmm. if I want to date again, I mean, mm-hmm. I know I will, yeah. but I have bigger fish to fry right now. It just got me to the point where I was like, oh, these are so interesting. I can think of some things I would definitely want to ask oh, in like interviews. What? Just I would want to ask people about the last time they made a mistake, oh. what they learned from it. Because narcissists have a really hard time admitting responsibility, fault or mistake. Oh. Like just as little indicators yeah. of how narcissistic a person might be. A, so I'm like. I know I make a lot of mistakes. I just can't recall the last one I made. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I made one. I, I've made so many that I'm like, which one do I talk about? But I mean, I, yeah, you would specify no, it more than yeah. just tell me about a mistake you made. I yeah. mean, you would. Well, no, it, I was just thinking, I was like, am I a narcissist? Because I can't think of one, but I know I've made them. That's what <laughs> no, I'm thinking. In my knowing head, you've you know? made them is a sign that you're not. Uh, yeah, but I can't think of any right now. But I think it's because I'm on the spot. When I get, I'm on the, when I'm on the spot, I get a little nervous and I forget. <laughs> I can't recall my memory recall when I get put on the spot I get like nervous and then I and I, I mean and I don't I'd be like uh, uh, you what kind of mistake would you like me yeah, to tell yeah, you about I have like, lots yeah I know uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah that's no. why like when my flight instructor has been quizzing me mm-hmm. when he puts me on the spot I'm like I know this answer I just can't I can't recall it I know the answer though but then it's just when I'm put on the spot I, I... well aren't you going to be on the spot for the entire exactly! test that's why I'm nervous it's not on the spot like you know you're going in there to get quizzed you're not being put on the spot but I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, somehow we need to like regulate that response in your body that that's like shuts down me. your brain when someone <laughs> asks you a test question <laughs> it is My, you're exactly right yeah there's that em is it emdr the um the eye movement i bet that would help Mm. because it retrains your brain in like all sorts of different ways but in those like fawn responses i i think you could probably get a few sessions of that and have that maybe i should work on this yeah yeah well we talked with angela about emdr I dr do angela Penslow. i don't think we've talked with anybody else about it i do have a buddy who runs a chiropractic office oh. here and they do a lot of it really Interesting. yeah yeah maybe we should just spend one episode on emdr and they actually work with kids with autism and things and like oh. young adults with autism okay, to done. yes please sort of correct i don't want i don't know i don't know the right, right word but like to modify yeah. some of their behaviors and make them like they've gotten people from nonverbal to verbal wow. with therapies in their office. Okay. Yes, please. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, you're right. There are some great questions that we could potentially ask people. Yeah. Especially if, again, if it's uh, from a professional standpoint that can help you identify when you are hiring people and or mm-hmm. conflict resolution with existing employees or in your personal life with family, friends, but especially especially people that you go on dates with well yeah and we're obviously we're kind of jumping right into this now but it's like there's mm. there's narcissists that you can get away from and there are narcissists that you maybe can't like your mom or dad right it's a little harder to separate from those relationships sometimes even though you need to build space and we'll talk about that should we jump right in i was gonna say let's just jump right in 
So what instigated this episode is the demise of my relationship, my most recent relationship. And in talking about it with people, a number of people actually, like when I started divulging kind of the details and the things I was finding out after it ended, like at the end and then within the couple days of it ending, I was finding out just all sorts of really terrible things or ugly things. I don't know, whatever the word you want to assign it. But I was finding out all this stuff. And so I was kind of talking with people about it. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, we're also going to talk a little bit about sociopathic behaviors in this episode. Sociopaths and narcissists overlap a lot. I just also want to say off the top that there are lots of quote red flags for people who are narcissists or sociopaths. There are lots of indicators for people who have this. You can have this personality trait and you can have a lot of these things in your personality, but you may not be full-blown narcissist NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. That has to be diagnosed by a psychiatrist. I was just going to say right off the top, neither one of us are trained psychologists, therapists, or experts in this field, but we love to read and we love to learn and we love to share information. And so this is merely us sharing information that we have learned through Mm -hmm. all of our different resources. By no means is this advice or any clinical and or diagnoses that we are right neither of us are qualified to diagnose somebody I can identify traits and I mean that was really the purpose so when people started to tell me oh this is this is like classic narcissism or a classic narcissist like this is all all the things of narcissism for me it was all these people telling me that oh these are real classic signs of a narcissist and narcissism and I was like really interesting because when I was finding out all these things, I was like, this is a sociopath. Like, Mm. this is a sociopath. And a a sociopath is basically a person who operates outside of the rules of society. (laughs) Like, sociopaths tend to be very manipulative and charming, much like narcissists. But they kind of just operate outside the rules of what we think is normal and what we think is good behavior, a good model citizen. They're probably terrible with their finances. They're not Mm. paying things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're, you know, getting cars repossessed. They're getting evicted. Oh, this sounds very familiar. All the things I found out, (laughs) I'm pretty sure this last guy was homeless when I met him or on his way to being homeless. He didn't have a car, so I know he wasn't sleeping in his car. I remember us having distinct conversations about wondering, like, that was a different car than the last time or and or yeah. this car you've never seen before and you never will see again because <laughs> he said that he was borrowing it or flipping it or something. Yeah, I only ever saw one car and I'm now know that I'm pretty sure he just rented a car for the day to make me think exactly. that he actually had this little car business happening. Yeah, it was. I mean, in the moment, I remember us being like, I'm sure he's, you know, like giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Giving him, you know, assuming best intentions. Yeah. And we were like, well, it's okay. Like, I'm sure it'll, it, it makes sense somehow. Right. Like, it's all going to wash in the end, exactly. right? Like, you're either yeah. going to, what you're saying is happening is either going to become obvious. Yes. Like, I'm going to see proof of yes. it. Or, or I'm not. not. In the beginning, he wouldn't and wouldn't let me come over to his apartment. I don't know. He lived down the street, not too far, you know, maybe five or six miles away. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'll come to your place. And I'm like, why yeah. do you actually live there? 
Like, do you have a wife there? What's the what's the situation? Like, if somebody won't let you see their place and they always want to come to your place, be suspicious. That is a red flag. I mean, it's not on the narcissist checklist. Like, this is just dating advice. Yeah. Be suspicious because he was like, I've been in a terrible place since my dog died a couple months ago. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yes, Yes. you're right. And it's just not like I have not been keeping up on things. The place is not clean. It's not something I want people to see. It's not a place that I want. Like, it doesn't represent me right now. Like, I've just let it go and I'm leaving anyways. Like, I'm not getting I'm like, oh, why are you moving out? Oh, I'm not getting along with the new management. So, yeah, I'm looking for a new place now. I'm going to find a new place. This is just before Christmas, right? So he takes off, goes home to visit his family at Christmas, comes back. And within a couple of days, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I moved into a new place today. I'm like, it was like 24 hours later. Actually. Like, <laughs> yes. He came home and then suddenly the next day, because I remember feeling so odd. about It was this. like the next day or yeah. the next day. Yeah, yeah it exactly. was like within 48 hours of being home. Yeah. He moved into a new place. I'm all, you did? When? How did you? What? Yeah. How did you get movers to move all your stuff? Yeah. Like, I How did you even... find a place so quickly? You were gone for like a week or something. Yeah. He had like a friend of a friend that was somebody, who, I don't know. This could have literally just been a Craigslist ad that he answered yeah. now knowing this guy. Yeah. He moved in. So I'm like, how'd you get your furniture? Like, how'd you get movers? Like at the last yeah. minute today, he's like, I just put most stuff in storage. I'm like, so you had movers put your stuff in storage and then you moved into this other place. And like, I mean, it was just lie on top of it lie on top sense. of lie. <laughs> None of it made sense because I am so logical that and and we are insanely smart you and I right like we're not stupid like you can't just tell us something and we go okay like that's just not my personality my personality is to understand people and their actions and what they do and why they do it and where they come from it helps me learn who you are yes so it's like Oh, interesting. You put stuff in storage, but you moved into this. And then he didn't have any furniture. Like two nights after he moved in there, he revealed that he didn't even have a bed. I was like, have you been sleeping on the floor? And he's like, yeah, my bed's on its way. It'll be here like in a day or something. I'm like, that is wild. Like, why would you put furniture in storage and then sleep on the floor? But now I know because I did a background check. Just a heads up for anybody who is... If you want to look into a person, like if a person is doing suspicious things, you can look up your local court website and look up people's names and see what charges they have, either charges against them Mm -hmm. or like anytime they've been served papers. And this guy had like a string of things he'd been served for, evicted multiple times. So we think that last year he got evicted and that's why... He yeah, didn't have he had an eviction furniture. like two weeks before he met me. Wow, like eviction served papers, like in person served. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> you're and he would send me pictures of hanging out with his neighbor, which was this old man. And I'm like, I wonder if he was crashing on this old man neighbor's couch. Oh, and that's why he was quote hanging out with his old man neighbor. I'm like, you were probably sleeping on this guy's couch because they had locked you out or they were about to. Like he has, yeah. So another red flag in dating is if somebody has literally nothing to their name. No, you don't own anything. Like you own no furniture, no dishes, no silverware, no, not a pot, a pan, a cup, a nothing. If you don't have anything, while it's kind of cute that you would like move in and not have a lot of stuff with you, like all the furniture he bought, he ended up trading away. I was wondering, 
while he was here, I never really saw much of two house stuff about. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen much of his stuff around here. He didn't have any stuff. Yeah. He has a couple of baseball hats, frisbee. <laughs> oh, yeah, discs. All his discs. That's his literal, probably most prized Prize possession, possession. Uh, are yeah. the stupid dumb discs to play disc golf. Yeah. Ladies, if you come across a guy named Jordan on the apps in Phoenix, over 40 years old, who gives straight up homeless vibes on his dating profile, he probably is. And don't date him. Hit me up. I'll let you know if it's him. There's probably a few thousand here in Phoenix, but like, don't do it. You're going to hear this episode and understand why. (laughs) So there are like lots of ways that you can sort of suss out if you're dealing with an actual narcissist. From what I've read, narcissism is a trait. Like the word narcissism is a trait that that someone can have. And many of us have some level of narcissism because they say that it's a spectrum. Yeah. Now, then there's narcissism. Well, I don't know if it's so much like a spectrum as it is like there's just a million traits. Yes. But that can. Yes. And but but I guess what I was trying to lead to is then there's narcissistic personality disorder, mm-hmm. which is an actual official diagnosis is medical yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. And then so it is a mental health illness. And then there is covert narcissism as well so yes i want to just be mindful of the terminologies we use so that people don't mix it up too much or get confused by it right right because narcissism like i said like there are different levels of narcissism Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that to whatever level is a bad or unhealthy level of narcissism to some degree some of the traits that you have that are descriptive of narcissism might be very beneficial, especially in the professional world. You need a little bit of like cockiness or confidence sometimes to be charming, to be able to, you know, close out a deal or something. Narcissists can be very successful. A lot of really successful people have a lot of narcissistic traits. They may even be full, full-blown NPD and not know not it. Not know it. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get at. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's estimated that approximately one in 200 people have NPD, narcissistic ah, personality okay. disorder. Inside that population demographics uh, show it's about 75% men, mm. 25% women. Okay. Um, and then there's even different demographics within that, that it's like the percentage of them that are leaders and yeah. things like that. Like 20% is said to be military, oh. which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, covert narcissism was basically what it came down to for me with this guy. Yeah. Because it wasn't the usual big, like people, you think of a narcissist, you think of people who walk into the room and they're like, hey, it's me, I'm here. They want all the attention. They're very grandiose. They are always making every story about them. Like you start talking about something and they're like, oh, I, I did this and I did that and me, 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 I, 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 I. And like every story's about them. They will rarely ask you how you are, what's going on with you, tell me how that was for you. Like they don't display empathy. I was going to say sometimes what happens is it's not necessarily that they are a narcissist specifically because some people are just self-centered. They just love so, all the attention on them. Just like we but said, narcissistic yeah. traits Everyone has Mm -hmm. some of them. And some people have. So this is also really important. Like as we talk about narcissistic traits, understanding which ones you might have so that you can 
work on dialing them back and changing it so like instead of making every story about you like if someone says yeah. oh I went skiing last weekend and instead of going oh I did too you could go oh how was it what was it like exactly. there's just so as you go through these things you can realize you may have some of these things it does not mean you're a narcissist right. yeah and that's like, what I was getting at I was like yeah understand that like if you have narcissistic personality disorder or like you are very very close or you have a lot a lot of these traits along with like the narcissistic sociopath stuff if it's affecting your life like this ex of mine who was homeless probably a couple of times he told me before he had slept in his car and I'm like how many times has he been homeless if you don't have any money in the bank if you live paycheck to paycheck if you have a hard time holding down a job you have no friends yeah. who can you call to get out of jail I mean like hopefully you don't go to jail you're like a decent person well but I like, was wondering about him because if I was going through like splitting up with somebody and I had to be I had to leave somebody's house I actually have friends that I could go crash at a on their couch. Yeah, and he didn't. But he didn't have anybody. No. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, you have nobody to like. If he, you, he says he mentioned it to one of his disc golf buddies, like that he was being kicked out. He probably didn't say he was being kicked out of here. He probably made it like, oh, I'm leaving. She sucks or something. You know what I mean? Because like blaming and shaming yeah. is another tactic of people who are narcissistic. One thing about people, like if you are maybe like the unhealthy part of narcissism spectrum is when you start to see a trend. So like mm -hmm. one example that I was reading about was you work at this one place and there is one employee in particular that you just feel that you are better than them at whatever it is. And maybe sometimes you might oh, yes. exaggerate something uh, or, you know, just to kind of uh, just to kind of be better than that person. That is you displaying narcissistic tendencies or traits, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are or a narcissist. If you go to a, a different job or multiple jobs and at every job you think you are better than the boss and you mm -hmm. think that you oh, yeah. are wor you know, more worthy or whatnot, that's more leaning towards the unhealthy spectrum of narcissism because it's now become a generalized sense of high self-worth mm -hmm. that you're better than everyone else as opposed to just one particular person or one particular event doesn't necessarily make you a complete narcissist superiority complex is a very a good indicator of someone being narcissistic it's like the ex did the same yeah. thing where he would you know everybody else on the job was a ding dong no one knew mm -hmm. what they were doing like how do these people blah 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 you know what I mean like he always had something negative to exactly. say about yes, everyone yes, yes. there was rarely somebody that he would be like oh they do such a good job another thing about narcissists they fail or they struggle I should say to talk about other people for very long yes. they really like to keep the conversation on themselves covert narcissists it's not so much that they're probably talking about themselves or sociopaths not so much that they're probably always talking about themselves when they are they're likely to be very chameleon mm. and sort of sit back observe and they're very manipulative and charming so they kind of want to observe the situation suss out who they're talking to what they can get back from these people and present themselves in a way to be in the best favor do you think there is a difference between manipulation and being charming yeah i mean you and i are charming Oh, okay. Sometimes but I'm not I doing it to get something out of someone yes. else. 
Yes. That's the difference mm-hmm. between these malignant personality types and... That's a good word. Malignant personality. <laughs> it is. They are malignant or maladaptive is ah, probably the yeah, better yeah, yeah, word. Yeah. That's a word I had like noted down. It's a maladaptive personality style and they just, they would struggle yeah. with. They would struggle with uh, selflessly doing anything. They will crave attention, like we said. They don't accept responsibility. I mean, I can't tell you like... During the breakup, when I found out he was on dating apps and getting text messages from other girls while we were on vacation, yeah, that he had put in his phone with guys' names. So obviously, like, there's the next sneaky yes. part. Lying to me about who they were. Lie after lie after lie after lie to my face. Most healthy personality styles, we all agree on things like you don't steal, you don't murder, you don't... Exactly. You don't cheat, you don't... Hit. Yeah. We just agree that like there are certain ways about that you go about living life and common decency and to be faced with it directly from someone is so love you and care about beyond that even from somebody even if it's just somebody you barely know or just met Mm -hmm. it is so disturbing and shocking to like sit next to or in front of someone and have them tell you things that are just not true and you know not to be true and you have presented them with what you know to be the truth and the next thing they'll try to do is gaslight you make you feel like so gaslighting is two things gaslighting is the first part of gaslighting is that they deny the reality of the person so like you know me saying why is this girl texting you that's not a girl it's this person or I don't know that person I don't even know who it is And then the second side of gaslighting is that they make you feel wrong about it or they attack you about it. So it's like, you're always doing this. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're, you know, X, Y, Z. Fill it in however you want to. So like first it's denying your reality and then it's attacking you. Gaslighting was actually the word of the year by Merriam-Webster in 2022. Wow. People may have... uh, heard it thrown around a bit like the word narcissist is kind of thrown around a bit and it's like again there are lots of us have narcissistic traits not everyone is a narcissist yes um so they'll make you feel you're wrong they'll have a superiority complex uh everything feels like a threat oh yeah to people who are narcissist uh narcissistic like and and everything is happening to them right like like the, they're the victim if yes. bad things happen it, they're the victim. Yes, they're a victim. They're blaming it on everybody else. They're never responsible for their actions. Like nothing they do is causing their bad situation. <laughs> like they fail to see that. Taking credit for a lot of things is also something yeah. that a lot of narcissists will do. Because there's this sense of entitlement. And yeah. And this sense of I'm much better than you. So yeah. And then in relationships, a big one, if you're dating is love bombing, which in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't notice what he was doing was love bombing. What kinds of things were he doing that, like, can you give me some examples? Yeah. So looking back, I was like, I don't know. Was I getting love bombed? I'm like, now I'm looking with like a clear vision, mm-hmm. right? And like a vision of who this person actually is versus who they presented to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it would be things like in text message or in person. It would be like, you're a dream come true. Mm. very covert narcissist right it's not like oh my god I love you I can't wait to run away with you like love 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 like I think I always thought of love bombing as people actually saying they were in love with you way too soon 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. So the reason why I ask for examples is like, I wonder, in my head, I'm thinking love bombing is where they shower you with so much attention and they shower you with gifts and like all of this Mm -hmm. time with you. Like, I just want to spend all this time with you because you're amazing. Like, you know, so I was just wondering (laughs) what, what, yeah. It's basically too much, too fast. Yeah. And there were other ways where, like in this Facebook group I'm in, he joined it pretty early on and he would sing my praises every chance he got, like about my baking business. Mm -hmm. And while typically narcissists, you won't find them putting a lot of compliments on other people, this was a form of love bombing. It was like, she makes the best this. She does this. Her, 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 her. And it was like, I was really uncomfortable with it at the time. And I remember saying to him, like, could you just not do that? <laughs> like, it was I too don't. Much too soon. It was too yeah. much. And I was like, I don't need a hype man. Yeah. If you want to date me, like, I just, I don't need you to be that person. Yeah. Like, in that capacity on Facebook, over the top, me, 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 me. Like, it was awkward. Yeah. And like, Ooh. people who knew me in the group were like, uh what's, what's up what's up why <laughs> you need to like get him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had a discussion with him about it i have boundaries it's not like i didn't set a lot of boundaries yeah, yeah, around yeah. this relationship and this person again very chameleon very like i will get just enough to kind of keep you hanging on and narcissists will do that too they'll kind of do things to fuck things up which i'm i struggle to remember like and much of that early on but i do I have all these freaking flashbacks of like just random things pop into my head and it'll be like, oh, Oh, that was that. And I'll be able to identify a moment like where really early on sitting here in my living room, I think I asked him about something. It could have been about the cars or the house or all the lies he told me. And I remember asking him something and I remember him looking up at me and going, I hope you're not going to always be trying to catch me in a lie. Yikes. And I was like, that's a really odd thing to say, but I kind of brushed it off. I wish I would have investigated a little more why that was his phrasing mm-hmm. and why he felt like that's and why he what was his so activated did. exactly because mm-hmm. he was lying yeah <laughs> so because when you're lying you're worried about getting caught in a lie yeah so that's well i don't know if narcissists are too worried oh. about it but <laughs> <laughs> but typically like lying feels bad yeah. to most of us right and like at the end where it was just like lie 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 to my face i was just like i was in such shock that someone could do that so confidently like he would just lie I mean it's it was so bonkers and like you've heard the stories and uh all all my friends have heard the stories but I'm like how are you gonna try to sit there and tell me what I know to be true isn't true and he's like you should believe me over a stranger because you better believe I text that number and I was like who are you and how do you know this person and she was like oh I just started talking to him on Facebook dating a couple days ago I'm like, mm, perfect. She's like, I did. He did not say he had a girlfriend. I did not know that. Fuck that shit. I'm blocking him. I am not about that. Like, da 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 da. Yeah. I was like, appreciate you. Thanks for like responding back because I think some women might feel weird about that. But yeah, yeah. Like, as women, we gotta look out for each other. We do. We are the better sex. <laughs> there's way too many shitty men out there. Honestly, I think there's like a whole generation of really broken men. Yeah. I kind of want to touch on the fact that narcissism is believed to have a genetic component. Oh. Genetics load the gun, trauma pulls the trigger for Mm. a lot of uh, things that happen in our life, like addiction, developing this narcissistic personality type, uh, et cetera, like sociopath, all these Mm -hmm. maladaptive personality types. I like that analogy a lot. 
on his way out the door when I kicked him out, he was, you know, sobbing in tears and the whole thing, like never said he's sorry, never any of this, like never really admitted to doing anything wrong. It was so funny to me. I was just like, you can't even like, you can't even admit to the things that I already know to be true. Yeah. He denies having a child. I'm like, I found out you have a kid. And he's like, that's hilarious what you think, you know, and I'm like, so he didn't even answer like so who are you paying child support for if it's not yours (laughs) like what it's so psychotic it made me so nuts my anxiety levels were off the charts like my heart rate was at like a 90 all the fucking time for like and normal for you is 62 i just want to make sure because (laughs) normal for most people are 80s i just want people to know the yeah i just want people to know the difference yeah, oh, girl. I mean, even right well, now, getting a little worked normal, up, I'm at 76. Normal resting is 60 to 90. Oh, that's okay. the range. So I say like, that's why I say like, OK, so that's 90 I is I was high like for you because yeah. 60 is your normal. But for some people, their normal is 80, which means their mm-hmm. high should be above 100. Yeah. Uh, 62 is average for me. Yeah, like on my Fitbit, not, it's somewhere yeah. between like 60 and 62. Usually that's for, uh, <laughs> for people who are pretty active. Bitch, are you saying I'm not active? <laughs> no, no, no. 62 is active. Yeah. So most people aren't mm-hmm. active. So that's why they're not at a 60 oh. something. Yeah. I'm like, y'all need to get a little more cardio in your life yes, or, and do. then learn how to rest. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it was just, it was so disarming that a yeah. person would lie so blatantly. And I was like, he, he, you know, one of the things he actually said to me when he started to confess the things I already knew, he said, is there it, like, because we had to drive home from this trip together. Yeah. It was like six hours, five hours. Whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I don't know what I'm like. I, 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 my brain cannot rest, not understanding. So I pressed the issue so fucking hard. Like I was like, I need to know why do you do this? What are you getting out of this? Why not just tell me you want to date other people? Like, but I did not understand it was narcissism. So mm. A lot of my digging into this to is to better understand it so I can see it moving forward. Yeah, totally. And I I won't ever understand this person. Like, I won't ever understand this person's why. This person's why is they're just out for number one. This person's why is selfish and broken. And they have like a very, again, like it's manipulate every situation to try to figure out how to get the most of it for themselves and get what they want out of it. And then just all the other stuff I know about him, it's like, Women are entertainment value, like we said That's at the top earlier in the show. Yeah. It's like any like women are just for entertainment. It's like sexual entertainment or it's texting me entertainment or you know what I mean? It's just something to be entertained by. It's not something to be cherished, which is what we all want. Yeah. There's a NarcissistAbuseSupport.com ah, page okay. and they have some really helpful printouts. Ooh, that's great. Great resource. Yes, it really is. I do want to say that like if you feel like you've been close to a person like this and it's making you feel icky, get away. Like some of the things you can do to, um, I I, I want to say like start to recover. That's Um, a great word for it. Yeah. So everyone's recovery is going to be different depending on how solid you are in yourself going into it. That's really important to be mindful of. Like his type of narcissism and sociopath behaviors, 
were not really to tear me down. At the end, he was picking a lot of fights. And I was like, oh. what are you trying to do here? Like, I'm too solid yeah. in me. To, and I'm too, I've done too much self-work for him to be able to manipulate me in those ways. He would come at me and be like, that guy, Brian, I don't know about him. He just seems like he's, something's up with him. And I'm like, can you elaborate? Like, he's like, he asked if I was this or that. And, you know, I just, I don't get it. Why would he ask me that? I'm like, I don't know. It sounds like he was making conversation. <laughs> Why are you activated by it? I think oh. that's a better question. He's like, Ugh. and he would get like mad because he was trying to create something with mm. me. He was trying to triangulate. <laughs> oh, I was going to, I was going to ask you. Okay. So, cause I saw on the list of yeah. characteristics triangulation yeah i actually don't know what that is it's when a narcissist narcissistic person or personality will bring in a third person in order to manipulate someone so um i'm pretty sure that's just all this was because it made no sense to me like i've known brian for four years or something like you we've met him a number of times you've met him so many times like why are you suddenly now weird about this and now i know it's because he'd been fucking on dating apps and like who knows with what other girls all over town for the last month um now i understand why he was like picking a fight right because he's already in these like poor behaviors it's like mm. being with an addict who's back drinking and not yeah. telling you. They just start to behave in ways. Yeah, that's true. He was doing lots of things. And I was like, I'm seeing a lot of weird shit here. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he would just deny, deny, deny. Nothing's going on. And then, I mean, uh, he was supposed to have been in therapy for this for a mm -hmm. long time. Like, for six months. He's on his second therapist because the first one he clearly couldn't admit anything to. The second one... He tells me in San Diego in a moment of like after having two beers, again, picking like a fight with me. I don't even remember about what, but I'm like, well, if you were trying to ruin my evening, you've definitely like killed my fucking attitude and I'm just not about hanging out with you basically the rest of the night. So go do something else. He actually like said to me, why am I the only one in therapy? <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, I, I thought we knew had an agreement as to why you were in therapy. <laughs> I guess what I'm curious about is why, like, I'm not saying I'm perfect and don't, couldn't use no, some yeah, yeah. therapy at times, but I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not really struggling with anything in life like right in now. in particular, you know, like you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like in a place where I'm struggling. Like yeah. I'm doing really well, like <laughs> friends, job, you know, like home, my own job. I own, I own, I own, own a home. home. I have own a car. car. <laughs> like I <laughs> And I feel good in yeah. my life. My only source of contention is actually you. you I was going to say. Which, like, I mean, girl, side note, the minute he walked out the door, I was like, oh, my God, I can fucking breathe again. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. And Mandy. like, there's so much. It's been now, you know, I don't know, a few weeks, but it's like every day. I'm like, oh, it is so nice Breath not having you here. Like, just sitting around and taking up space and just a waste of fucking energy in general but anyways he's like why am i the only one in therapy and i was like uh okay this is concerning like you know what i mean like so this was a time bomb let's say i didn't find out about this other girl maybe we come home and i'm like all right let's go to your therapist together then since he came home from this appointment with this new therapist and was like he gave me this referral sheet and it had like all these group therapy things on it and it had like couples therapy notes written on it and I'm like 
why does your therapist think we need couples therapy? Like, what have you been talking about? Like, like, did you not tell this person that you're a fuck up? (laughs) Like, this is supposed to be a safe person that you're supposed to be able to share, tell and share what is holding you back in life. And that you have a problem not being on your phone all day with other women. Yes. Like this was something he told me six months prior had been an issue for him in relationships. And I'm like, well, go figure that out with a therapist. Yes. Again, he's on a second therapist and apparently still not telling him. So I'm like, let's pretend I come home and we end up in a group there. Like I would have gone to therapy with him and then I would have been the one outing him. He would always ask me if I would come to therapy and I'm like, yeah, just tell me when. But then he would never invite me. So these are the things like narcissists will Mm. give you a little bit like crumbs, breadcrumb you. Like give you just a little bit to keep you hanging on and make you think they're taking actions and they're not. Mm. It's like, let me sprinkle a little bit of breadcrumbs here. Have a little snack. See, see, I'm doing things. See, I'm interested or see, I'm active. I want to do this, but then never any progress on anything. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that sounds. All it would have done was prolong prolong. the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Like I would have learned you weren't actually telling your therapist any of this stuff, which I kind of had a hint at that day when he was like, he goes, oh, I didn't say this. He said, I go, he goes, I go, well, I know why you're in, I thought I knew why you were in therapy. Why are, why are you in therapy? He goes, my therapist asked me why I'm even there. And I said, I don't know. Cause my <laughs> girlfriend wants me to be. <laughs> wow. And I was like, so he's not even aware of or denying it. He's either denying it or he's unaware of there is some, how he, yeah. There is some fucked up wiring. Like he just, he, I'm like, what are you doing? There's no failing in the therapy office unless you just don't address your problems. And like, Mm. this is important for people to understand and know because people with this narcissistic personality type, especially what I believe him to be is sociopathic narcissist, like they rarely change. And like Mm -hmm. I had given him this period of time to get it together and demonstrate change to me. And all it did was get worse. And that's typically what happens with these. Now that I understand this, like I know that that's what typically happens with these people. It just gets worse and worse and worse until it blows up. And they'll try to drag you down with them. And they'll bleed you dry of money. They'll want to borrow money because they don't have any. They'll, you know, make it to the point where you don't see your friends anymore or or make your other relationships bad because no one maybe wants to hang out with that person. Yeah, that's what I read at one time. Because I remember a couple years ago, I had a relationship that wasn't so great. And I was listening, I was looking into and reading up a lot about this narcissism stuff. And one of the things about narcissism or dating someone who's narcissistic is that they start to like drain you of just resources, energy, time, money, whatnot. And it gets to a point where you suddenly like you don't even know, know, but suddenly you have been isolated from Mm -hmm. your friends, your family, your loved ones, uh, because there's that part of manipulation in the relationship that separates you from and isolates you from all these people that at one point were you know your loved ones yeah yeah but (laughs) it speaks volumes about your salt like solidarity your like how solid you are yeah because you (laughs) yeah you never were pulled away from or isolated away from your you know what you hold to be true to who you are and the people around you right i mean just because he's a little broke ass bitch doesn't mean i don't get to Mm -hmm. go and travel like i went home and traveled thanksgiving and I was like, I'm going to go home. 
mm, see ya. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have vacation time. You don't have money. That's, I'm going to go do my thing. Like, stay here and work. Have a great time. I didn't mean stay here and get on dating apps and be a fucking hoe. <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, so... <laughs> Anyways, um, some more. I just want to get across yeah. a couple more yeah. covert narcissism things. Passive self-importance, like the little things mm. like at the job, like this person doesn't know how to do their job or, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. so much better at this. There's also a um, not so much a grandiose sense of self, but they'll have uh, ideations of fame or glory. So like he would say things like become a professional disc golfer. I'm like, bro, you're 41. That was 20 years ago, like becoming a pro. He's like, yeah, I could tour around with these guys. Like I'm going to get in, like somehow I'm going to get into this disc golf thing. I'm like, okay. Okay. He'd be like wanting to be a record. He wanted to be a music producer. He would oh, say things like. I did not know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did study music in one of his uh, college attempts. Oh, um, I don't remember that either. I'm sorry. Really? You two talked about like metronomes yeah, well, and oh, musical yeah, technical probably. stuff sometimes. But like he would have these grandiose like interesting ideations of becoming like a music producer. And I'm like, what? You have a little I've heard about your last few jobs and you have like zero experience in any of this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? That's kind of another thing that like the sociopathic types will do, have a hard time holding down jobs. I was hard going time to having mention friendships, that something about that relationships. Because I felt like every time I turned around he wasn't happy with his job and he was looking for another job mm -hmm. or yeah he just yes and and i'd be like dude you're 40 and why all super low level stuff yeah, like, like why are you is there a reason you're purposely not building your resume to like actually get a skill set do you like making 15 dollars an hour yes. that was really weird it, it, I don't want to be judgmental by saying anything. And I'm not one to like judge people who want to start over exactly. and start in a different path. And they're like, that's fine. I'm starting over. I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to work my way yeah. up. Like I can, I'll give somebody props for that. Like yeah. I know I want to be with this company and I'm going to go work there. I'm going to get in any way I can. And that's why I thought like when he was like, well, my, my goal is pension. And I'm like, okay, that's like, if that's your <laughs> because only goal. he does goal, not know how to you know? save money. Right. So that's why I was like, okay, well, okay. I, I see how you're starting at the bottom with the city of Phoenix and working your way up. But then suddenly he was like, I don't like this. And I'm going to go over to Sky Harbor or something. And I'm like, okay. This part of me, I'm just thinking, really, all you care about is pension? Like, that is your number one benefit to, like, the reason why you have a job? He probably thinks it'll keep him from being an old homeless man. I don't know. And I don't know enough to know, you know, yeah, so. I got news for you. If you are making $30,000 a year, your pension's not going to be very high. What I was thinking. Duh. Anyways, this is a person who's, like, oblivious. Fucking oblivious. So, passive self-importance, blaming and shaming, creating confusion. The car stories, the house stories, yes. the job stories, the rent so stories, confusing. where he lives. Creating confusion is a big thing covert narcissists like mm. to do to like kind of keep you guessing. Um, procrastination. He's world's best procrastinator. I mean, he literally has all the oh, fucking things. I remember you were telling me like you were gone for five days to, to, I was gone to go for home. Eight days oh, yeah. home. And you asked him to do something and he didn't do it till the very last day before you came home. Yeah, he did it like two hours before I got home. <laughs> well, apparently he was very busy on the dating apps for the previous seven days. I just I didn't know that. I'm like, what have you been doing? Now I know. So 
they give they also give with a goal which we talked about earlier like yeah. you give with only the intention to get something back um they'll be very emotionally neglectful which is like in, in his case it was more it was very superficial especially in the beginning and like even when he would like try to be really heartfelt it was like it was things like you're in the beginning it was like you're a dream come true um you're the best you know what I mean like mm -hmm. there's no substance there's there wasn't a lot of like depth there were a lot of bold claims yeah but they didn't really have any roots because like this person is gonna has seen examples of what they could do and they just regurgitate them to give you enough to breadcrumb you to keep you hanging on um some things you can do if you feel you've been exposed or you have a person like this in your life is to avoid taking it personally this person is sick yeah and yeah. like it's not about you you're not wrong mm -hmm. they've probably made you attempted to make you feel wrong right. in a lot of or ways or do anything wrong like in my mind yes. i'm thinking when I've you think been, you don't try hard right, enough? Yeah, like I didn't do enough. Yeah, I messed up. So you have definitely been exposed to narcissists. Yeah, like and and you know this was my relationship with what's his face two three years ago, and I was like, well, call did, him. I, did I not do enough? Did I not like you know I I don't think like well, did I do something and not even know I did something wrong? Kind of like I would oh yeah, yeah second guess myself because yeah. I like, I thought I was doing the right thing, but now apparently I did the completely wrong thing and I should have known that I did the wrong thing. And I was second questioning myself all yeah. the time because it was always like my fault. Like in my head, I thought I literally did everything wrong. And he was probably gaslighting you in really little like manipulative ways to make you think that. Yes. And yeah. every time there was an argument or some kind of issue, it was like, mm -hmm. it was because I was the one I was upset. And I was like, no, but I think you were the one. In my head, I'm like, I think you were the one that was upset. I don't even know what I'm upset about. I'm, I'm upset that you're upset. I'm yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Gaslighting. Like they will totally tell you something um, that make you think your version of the reality is wrong, like is is not correct. And then they'll flip it on you yes. and tell you you're wrong for thinking that. Exactly. Or I just remember. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, this is, that is so, so, so textbook. <laughs> gaslighting exactly <laughs> and you don't even like for me i was like i didn't even know he was confusion. doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> i'm being confused right now like these are things if you feel like a person in your life is constantly creating confusion or chaos that's a big indicator yeah. that something is really up and like you probably just need to separate like avoid taking this personally like avoid right. taking on the responsibility exactly thank you for saying that for these people's fuck-ups because like yeah. they will try to do that to you and put it on you it's mm -hmm. your fault um, you're the reason this is all falling apart. It'll make you think you're not trying hard enough, make you think you're not doing enough. Yes. And that's to distract from their shortcomings. Like the ex, the boyfriend would come up, like show up for me in lots of ways. Like he would show up for me in almost any way I asked of him physically. Everything else he was not able Somewhere. you know what I mean like yeah. that was all it all felt very slight of hand when he would be like oh I would love to help you out with that like me buying a new air conditioning unit on the condo I wish I could help out with that somehow I'm like you ain't got no money <laughs> what do you mean like this is my condo I don't need you to help me you know what I mean yeah. like he would say things like that though to kind of keep you like thinking that he was that he invested and yeah. he wanted to be invested in these yeah. ways but it was always very empty right like there was yeah. never anything behind it but he would show up for me in lots of ways but it was very what I see now is sleight of hand look at all the things I do for you don't notice all the ways I suck as a human <laughs> like like please don't pay attention to all of my other shortcomings in all of the ways that I'm 
just not showing up for you. Like get used to this low level um, like emotional support Mm. system because they don't have any more than that. Set some boundaries. If you're not good on boundaries, listen to our episode with Jesse. Yes, Jesse Lee. We talk a lot about boundaries. And um, if you reach out to her, she specifically has this huge workbook. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) It's awesome about how to create boundaries. And like she works with you on what those look like for different types of people and where you need boundaries most. Um, I set a lot of boundaries with this guy. And he... I should say he rarely crossed my boundaries. Um, he would just sort of ignore them. <laughs> like, I mean, not ignore my boundaries, but he would just like, just kind of stay away from that and yeah. not bump up against it again. But like, I have boundaries and like, this is a financial yeah. boundary. This is a space boundary. This is my time boundary. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all these things. They'll often be earlier. You actually mentioned uh, they would always be around physically. Remember when he was always here? Yeah. Uh Again, he may have been homeless, but, um, and I'm not laughing at him being homeless. I'm just like, it's funny it that I, because you <laughs> yeah. didn't even know. It's, it's funny because he was, and we didn't know. Because, because I would just yeah. never have thought exactly. that I would go on a date with somebody who was homeless and not notice. And not know, exactly. And not notice. That's the part. Like, That's what? Like, what? Dude, there's all sorts of them out here though. In this group that I have become a part of, people call it hobosexual. Oh, like (laughs) when it's like i'm pretty sure this guy's homeless you know what i mean like oh it's a hobo sexual um but you really need to set boundaries you need to advocate for yourself you need to have a strong sense of self and if you don't have that narcissists can really break down those people um but if you have the ability to advocate for yourself like say i know this to be true i know this is what's up like i know i'm not imagining these things so don't let them confuse you. Um, and most importantly, create distance. Yeah. So if you can, like, as much distance as humanly possible, like, I mean, you have to get out of my house. Obviously, you cannot live here. I don't care when you get paid next. That is not yes. my concern that you are a fucking degenerate and have nothing to your name at 40. Get out. Figure it out. Like, you have to create distance. And I know it's so hard to do with like certain family members, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. co-workers, but that's where you can have boundaries, boundaries. and be able to sort of like, you know, still and be around these people without being yeah, torn develop down. Develop mechanisms to put in place to create that distance whenever possible. Exactly. You know, if it's a work thing, you, you do what you absolutely need to around that person yes. and then you distance yourself or you're not having you, lunch with them yes or <laughs> you know if you have to be assigned to different project teams you talk it over with your supervisor make sure you are not mm-hmm. around that person as much as possible you don't always have to disclose personal information you can always just make a request to your supervisors do mm-hmm. what you can to keep yourself healthy and safe mentally and physically and you know emotionally or if your insurance plan offers the, uh, what's it called when you E-P-A? have the PA EAP employee assistance programs, yes. uh, you often have, uh, counseling sessions yeah. for free over the phone. Mm-hmm. So if you need to work on some things, do that. If you need to talk to HR, do talk, that. Yeah. If a person's being inappropriate with you at work, you need to talk to your boss and you need yeah. to make sure it gets run up to pull to HR. Advocate for yourself. Advocate. No um, one can stand up for yourself as best as you can. That's right. And no one will. Yeah. No one's going to put your needs like in those positions and in those instances. Yeah. Like you need to be your number one. 
if you've been really torn down by a narcissist and sort of wrecked, I highly recommend professional yes. therapy to help you rebuild that sense of self yes. and better understand what you were up against, better understand how you can respond next time instead mm -hmm. of letting somebody too close. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry that you are going through that, but yeah, we are here to hopefully empower you to be more aware more educated about this so that you just like mandy had said it earlier in the episode like so that you can be more attentive and recognize these traits or mm -hmm. these types of people a lot earlier and also protect yourself and take care of yourself stand up for yourself yeah and because the ex was so charming and friendly and i mean he passed with you he passed with shireen and you know multiple people that i introduced yeah. him to because he's such a chameleon he's a very good actor is on this list of narcissists oh. so the narcissistabusesupport.com website has um a couple of checklists and being a good actor being a chameleon changing their shape like a shapeshifter in front of different groups because they're so good with that like they will often be able to charm people or distract them long enough to yeah. not notice that they have these this maladaptive personality type especially with the sociopathic type who has very little remorse for their action he sat next to me on a car ride home for six hours and never once had any emotion wow. about any of this holy moly it wasn't until five days later when he took the last of his crap out the door that he like suddenly decided to put on this display of tears mm. Ooh. <laughs> mm. all these tears this whole big show and i'm just like okay like i'm crying because i'm like so glad he's gonna be gone and i've already started to grieve the end yeah. of it at that point i'm like oh my god thank god it's like it's happening he's out i'm finally going to be free of like the physical reminders of him but he's putting on this whole show of crying and oh you know like uh, just without really saying anything he probably I don't even know how long he stood there and talked at me and cried and then like tried to come over like can I hug you and I'm like no you can't fucking hug me no like you're we're done you were never to touch me again like th this is just how they'll be like the crying yeah. thing was like to try to lure me back in and make me believe that he had some capacity that he just doesn't like a capacity for a relationship, a capacity to care for somebody more than himself. You know what I mean? Like to not be selfish. Yeah. And it's just like, no, we're good. I'm good. You're terrible. <laughs> and you can go now. I definitely don't need a yeah. hug from you. That is not going to make me feel better. Like the idea of you makes my skin crawl. No, thank you. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you for standing up for yourself and for taking care of yourself. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, sometimes, you know, I wonder, you had mentioned a couple times that sometimes you wonder why you had let some boundaries go or whatnot. And not even letting boundaries yeah. go, but like there were some things that literally, like when I look back on it, I was like, they just went away. Like it was, you know, questionable things and I'm like oh okay it's not really an issue anymore like we've moved on to this mm -hmm. and then it was it was just an in looking back it's like now I can yeah. see clearly and I don't have him distracting me like he was it was sleight of hand it was constantly oh, yeah. just distracting me with something so, so that, that I wouldn't notice all this other stuff yeah or so that I wouldn't 
be able to focus on it too long or put too much thought or attention onto something that was wrong or bothering me. Because it's not like we didn't work on things together. Like, again, yeah. I had tons of boundaries. Like, I was like, that doesn't work yeah. for me. Like, one day he said to me something about, like, I don't remember what we were even discussing, but he came to me with something and, like, I had a response to it. And he was like, ugh. And he got kind of huffy and loud with me and was like, I wish you would just, sometimes I just wish you wouldn't, like, respond to things. And I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, if you don't like the way I respond to something like are you trying to tell me I'm like I have very big uh strong <laughs> like I'm very strong in who I am and mm -hmm. like I don't react in ways that attacks people so it's like if you're telling me you don't like the way I'm reacting to something or you just wish I wouldn't react like he was uncomfortable with the fact that I have emotions mm. and I'm like if you don't fucking like the way I react to things or like if something is coming up between us and like I have a problem with it and you don't want to hear that from me, you can go. There's the door. I literally told him that. I was like, you don't like it? You can go. This is me. You can't tell me you don't like me. Like I'm not, I know I'm not reacting or responding in a way that is inappropriate right now. Like I took a sec and I was like, I'm not responding or reacting in a way that's inappropriate. Like I'm not attacking you I'm just having a response to the situation and you're trying to tell me that's too much or wrong you can go yeah because in this situation you're the one who's wrong again narcissists and sociopaths have a very hard time taking responsibility and admitting they're wrong about anything they yeah. just don't see well, it well you even said even in the end he never even was able to admit to any of the things that you knew no to be true the only thing he told me is that he'd been on and off Facebook dating for the last month Hmm. nothing else um, on the ride home one of his manipulation tactics was is there at some point maybe halfway I don't even know where we were he goes is there anything I could do that would that would make you or get you to take me back I was like I I thought that was so funny like in my head I think I was laughing sort of maniacally mm -hmm. because I was like bro Six months ago, we had a discussion about if this relationship is going to move forward, here are the things you need to resolve. We are six months later and you have only declined further yeah. into your shitty behaviors. What the fuck are you talking about right now? You already knew the things to do. And you haven't done them. Six months you've been given and you've done nothing. You have gotten worse. Nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have declined, if anything. Yeah. So now, like, there's nothing you're going to sit here and tell me you can do that's going to make me hold out any sort of hope that you can become a functioning, contributing, like, honest, honest, loyal, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you can tell me that I'm going to believe. Like, I don't, I, I'm a person who believes people can change. Yeah. I'm a person who sees the good in people. I think if anybody wants to, they can become a better person. Yes. But. I'm not there with him. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I've just watched it. He, There's no motivation. Like, he's never had a situation that's been better than he had with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's no motivation there to, like, actually get himself out of the hole. He's sitting here crying to me on the way out the door, like, I don't want to end up like my dad. And I'm just sitting there going, bro, you're already him. What are you talking about? You don't yeah. see you're there. You got no friends. You hardly talk to family. 
man one job to the next like you're already there yeah and those types of people are just not brave enough to really face their shit head on do you think it's bravery or, or I mean, but see, I'm going to answer my it's own question. It's a very fractured because I was gonna sense say, of self. Like, it's fractured, but also like the tools and the resources. But the, then again, he's been given the tools and the resources and he's not utilizing them. So I was just answering my own question about like, mm-hmm. do you think it's more of a not being able to know, no. comprehend how do you know? But yeah, so that's I was like, nope, nope. Answering my own question. No, I mean, it's, he and I had deep conversations yeah. and lengthy conversations exactly. about stuff. It's not like he doesn't understand. Yeah. It's that he doesn't think there's anything wrong. Exactly. And I said this to him. I said, I don't think you see anything wrong with the way you live. Therefore, you will never Mm -mm. change your ways. Yeah. That's like. That's that's the. There's there's the. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. If they haven't hit like an actual rock bottom. And I just don't think he sees a problem with the way he goes about things as evidenced by the fact that he's on multiple dating apps within like minutes of leaving here. You know what I mean? Like that's actually another personality trait of narcissists on these um, abuse support sheets is moving on quickly. Mm. <laughs> like we talked about that in the last episode. It's like you had no respect for this relationship as evidenced by the fact that yeah. you're already out there. Exactly. I mean, you were looking for something before you even left here. Mm-hmm. But then like the minute you're out on your own, you're on multiple dating apps, like trying to find something new. Like you have not addressed your issues yeah. at all. Mm-mm. And it would never be something you would do for me. And and, you, and yeah. if you don't, if you hadn't, have you gotten to 40 years old and you have, and you know, you have this behavior and you haven't bothered to yeah. address it in the last 15 years. What makes me think you're, yeah. There's no hope for you. Like, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Good luck. Mm, that's need, He's going to need more than that. Really all I can offer. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man. But I think what we've done, what you've done, Mandy, also has provided a lot of great information for our listeners. I hope so. We'll be sure to put the website in oh, the yeah. show notes. And, and some links to some of the resources that you have. Yeah. I think they're great. Yeah, lots of links to lots of podcasts and mm-hmm. some books. Um, there's a lot of good yeah. stuff out there. This isn't a new new discovery or anything. No. It's just a great, you know, great way to kind of just revisit the idea and really to to highlight this so that yeah. if you know I if think you, it's a word narcissist gets thrown around a yeah. lot perhaps improperly a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So it's like just to have a better understanding and like have a good understanding of these behaviors and how they can really fuck you up if you don't pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you can't help this person it's also really important to note that like that's you true. can't therapize that's so true. like often partners will try to you know therapize their they stick person. around because they think that mm-hmm. if they stick around they can help the person be better and that's yeah. why i think you can never would, love yeah, them good gonna, enough yeah. kind of like you were saying earlier like there's never going to be anything you can do enough of yeah. that will make this person change their behavior and the proof is in the pudding. If they're not out there doing the work and coming to you and saying, oh my gosh, I'm realizing, you know, if they're not making amends to you, like I'm realizing when I did this, it was hurtful because of this and I was manipulating you in this way. Like if they're not coming to you with these revelations, like, yeah, bye. Yeah. Like just don't stick around for it. It's, it's going to waste your time. And I realize people have to wait until they're ready to sometimes sever those relationships. But I mean, the, the sooner you can do it, the better. The better for yourself. Yeah. You're fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your future. You don't need that anxiety and that energy in your life. Yeah. So do you a favor Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just get away from them. Block them across the board. Social media, phone numbers. Everything. Girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a great episode. 
Thanks, Mandy. Thank you for chatting with me about oh, it. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy because like I said, I had read, I had read a lot about this a few yeah. years ago and, uh, and it really, again, cleared a lot of things up for me after talking with you. So yes, thank you. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your experience with, with mm. all of us. I think the more stories, like we said, we are here to create a community mm-hmm. where we share and, and, and teach and learn from each other. Yeah. And so thank you so much for sharing your story with us because you, what you've been through can help so many others and that's what we've been doing this Mm -hmm. whole time Mm -hmm. we just we want to tell you the shit we've encountered (laughs) so that hopefully you don't have to or when you do you have some context around it to go oh my god it's happening to me now (laughs) and you can you know move on in a healthy way whether it's at work or in a personal relationship Mm -hmm. or whatever it is it's like that's been our purpose so I really it sucks I had to go through it but I'm so glad I'm not one of these people that held on for years yes and let him fuck up my life in other yes. ways. Like, it's so funny. And this is the last I'm going to say about it. Because, but I remember being here with him and thinking, as long as he's here, I don't see my situation. Like, I don't see oh. my situation ever improving. Like, he felt like a weight around my mm, neck. Yeah. And that was, like, something that I was trying to figure out. You mm. know what I mean? And kind of, like, watch. Yeah. It was, like, something I was watching in the relationship. No, I... and. It's so wonderful that you have that ability to be a little yeah. more conscious about that. I mean, a few weeks ago, my brother was like, you know, one filter. Remember how we were talking about my brother's filter? Mm-hmm. He's like, one filter that you should really be mindful of when you are picking a partner is like, does that person help make your life better? Like, right. or are they holding you back? Because if it's somebody who holds you back, get rid of them. Yeah. And I never really thought about a filter in that way. Uh, because I'm such a positive person, I always see the positive. So any person I'm with, I tend to have these uh, rosy colored, yeah. um, rose, ro- ro- rose colored glasses. Yeah, those. And, uh, and then I don't see that it, I don't see the ways that they hold me back. Yeah. And so he's trying to teach me how to have these better filters to help really clarify when somebody is a weight on mm-hmm. us or not. And pay attention. Uh, I'll, you just reminded me to also pay attention to how people respond to troubles or yeah. issues. Because I did start, like, I had sporadically seen lots of, like, angry little outbursts. And they were getting more frequent at the end, which is why I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are you picking fights with me? Why are you, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, making things up to try to, like, instigate me in some way. Um pay attention to how people respond to things like are they just pissed off about things at work that don't really make a difference or are they pissed off about random things like do they get quick to temper because temperament with these types of people mm. is also something to pay attention of and I found out he has a past of anger management ah, okay. um, and untreated narcissists uh, it often becomes really violent so I mean, yeah, yeah I'm so, so I'm glad, glad he's safe. nowhere near yeah, me. I'm and I was like, I was after speaking with some people who also dated him and learning that he would show up at places where they were after they had decided not to be linked with him. Um, I was like, if he starts showing up anywhere I am, there will be a restraining order yeah. because with my last long-term serious mm. relationship, how his story ended, like... Yeah. I don't think we ever talked about that on here, but I dated that guy for almost five years. And while there were tiny little outbursts, he was an addict and there were different things going on with him and his family dynamic. Like 
he ended up killing himself and his wife. Yeah. And like, I mean, a lot of people came to me about that because they were like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, you have to be so relieved that's not you. And I'm like, that never would have been me was always my response. Like, there's no way. Like, I, I can't be around that type of energy. And he never was that way. Like, I'm sure there were probably signs leading up to all of this, but unfortunately, no one could get there fast enough to, uh, or no one got to the, like, you know, I think they had, I think honestly, they had been very, what's it called, estranged from a lot of family members because his disease was progressing and he wasn't staying sober. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like knowing that, is how my ex's situation ended just makes me more adamant yeah now that i'm like fuck that you have a history of anger management more alert on alert for like okay that's a sign like i'm not i'm gonna pay attention to that sign the last day he was here i was like you need to lower your voice if you raise your voice at me one more fucking time i'm calling the police he's like what would that do i go you are clearly not aware of how domestic mm-hmm. violence laws happen. But when the police show up here in Arizona, yeah. someone goes to jail. And guess who it won't be? It won't be me. Because I'll be the one sobbing and crying, saying you're screaming at me and threatening me. And you'll be gone. So if you don't want that on your record, I suggest you calm the fuck down right now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so not playing when I'm like, stay away from me. Don't come near me. I see you anywhere near me like I will feel it's a threat and I will take action and like I highly recommend people advocate for themselves in that way because you could potentially be putting yourself in a very dangerous situation I don't want to be a statistic exactly and you are so wise and and in and you've done so much of the work to be knowledgeable about that that you won't be thank you that's wonderful that you were able to share all that with us yeah thank you long episode sorry y'all no, but <laughs> it was great love it i mean sorry not sorry yeah. i hope it was helpful and informative and you maybe look into some things if you are sensing some of this might be happening yeah. with your people around you love it thanks for sticking around thank you i love you love you too And as a final note, if you would be so kind to give us a rating and review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it is truly helpful to our little show. And if you found this episode helpful to you, please share it on social media or with a loved one. You can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Woman Get In. And you can find me, Miley, at Dr. Smiley Miley. And I, Mandy, am at MandyPants15 on Instagram. Thanks so much, friends. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.